Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Hard to believe that it's a year ago today um, since the Ukrainian invasion. Um, just it's it's just it's remarkable to think that it's it's twelve months ago. And the estimates vary widely, but the total number of civilian casualties somewhere between about ten to thirty thousand. Count at least two hundred and fifty thousand soldiers killed and injured from from both sides. But today, I actually just want to chat to people who it has affected the most. Um, many who've left their homes, left the Ukraine, uh, left loved ones behind as well and fled here moved to Ireland and I want to talk to them about how the how the past 12 months have been for them um, one of those is Alex who's with us on the programme today Alex will you take us back to this day last year and what you remember of it to be honest it was really unexpected like uh, beginning I didn't really pay attention on anything like on news so, like like those those days and I was just woke up. I woke up around 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning because my house was shaking and I didn't, I, I couldn't understand what's going on and I was really scared and I started checking the news and like all the publics on Facebook, on Instagram, like everything I could, but like it was very scary, like those first two or three hours because no one really knows what's going on. But after, like, I would say after 7 a.m. in the morning, a year ago, our um, news, radio, and television, they start saying that, like, the war started, Russia trying to attack Ukraine. And <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't believe because, like, in my head, uh, what was this voice saying like no 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 you're wrong it's not it's not happening it's 21st century it can't be real <laughs> like mm-hmm. maybe it, it's wrong but no it it wasn't so literally it was where where were you, where were you living alex uh i was living in a city called dnipro so it's kind of middle east of ukraine uh, it's not really far from the hotspot, but it's not that close, if it makes sense. So, uh, but it's a very big city, and we have uh, many uh, military positions there, and we have many uh, factories, important factories in our city. And yeah, so that's I was really scared as well. I was like, I lived very close to the airport, and and that's why I'm like. <laughs> I was really, I was just really freaked out because I couldn't, like, we didn't, we couldn't understand what's going on, what they gonna try to destroy first, and what's gonna be like, like after a while. So we just try to do our best and not mm. to panic. Were you living alone or were you there with family? Uh, I lived with my mom, uh, and my grandma. She's. Uh, my uh, me and my mom we are both arrived to Dublin, but my grandma she is still there in the same city, uh, and all my friends there in the same city as well. So okay. yeah. So when th- this day last year when you 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 left your 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 house um, when it happened, what did you do or where did you go? When did you decide to leave? Uh, for the first two weeks, I didn't like. Um, our government were really uh, calm 
and they were really like trying to calm everyone as well down just to tell us like okay we are doing our best just don't panic so for the first two weeks I didn't go like anywhere I was able to work from home so I worked from home and just spent some time with my friends who lived in the same we live in the, in the same flat building so literally I didn't <laughs> go out to the street I just crossed the corridor let's say mm. so uh, yeah because I was really scared to go anywhere and uh, yeah for the first two weeks we were just waiting to see what's going on how long it will take and how it's going to be like mm. but after two weeks uh, I decided that I just I can't I can't do it anymore because I was too scared I, mm. I couldn't go anywhere I couldn't uh, sleep properly. I couldn't eat properly. I, I just I was kind of existing, but not living. It must have been and terrifying. I, yeah, I decided that it's time to to leave. And as well, uh, my friends from Dublin they were texting me every day, like Alex, you have to come. Alex, we will find place to leave where, where you can stay. Alex, Alex, come. Uh, and after two weeks, I was like, I texted my friends from the Slovakian army that. Okay, I'm I'm leaving Ukraine at the moment. So, so how, you you already had friends in Ireland, did you? Yeah, I've lived in Ireland from uh, September 2019 till August 2020. Okay. Yeah, because I was um, part of the gap year program. The gap year program, yes. Okay, yeah, so you had already been here and lived here, so you knew what the country was like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's why I came to Ireland because I had oh, right. some background here, and I knew that. Like I have friends here who can support me, and mm. yeah, I, I know the country, I know people. So yeah, makes a difference. Yeah. So who who came? Did 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 your your mum and your your grandmother travel with you to Ireland? My mom, yes. My grandmother, she decided to stay in Ukraine. Did she? And I re- yeah, I really asked her, like, please, please come. We will figure things out. Just please. <laughs> but she was. She said to me that. Um, my house was built by my father and I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here till the end. Okay. And I, at some point I understand her, but on the other hand, I'm like, please leave with me. Yeah. So yeah, but she's still there. That must have been very hard, was it, Alex, for yeah. you and your mum to, to say goodbye to her? Yeah, it was very hard. We cried a lot. and But at least she's with my cat. <laughs> yeah. So she kind of have uh, opportunity to okay. uh, spend time with my cat and enjoy. <laughs> and 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 how is she doing now? How is your grandmother doing? Uh, she's saying that she is fine, but in the same time, like she's in her late seventies and she has some issues with blood pressure and many things. So. Um, she's trying to do. She's doing her best, really, and uh, she's trying to be positive. Mm. But at the same time, I understand that it's not easy, especially when we like when Ukrainian people in Ukraine they had like very big crisis with electricity and power mm-hmm. because uh, most of the stations were damaged or destroyed. So uh, and. They couldn't charge their phones or anything, and yeah, it was very scary moment for us here because we couldn't contact her there. We were trying to call her or text her, mm. but she couldn't reply because they didn't have connection or they didn't have opportunity to charge their devices. 
So. It must be very, very worrying for, for you and your mother. Yeah. When did you arrive so in, in Ireland and what part did you go to? Uh, I arrived uh, on 10th of March last year and I stayed in Dublin because the Salvation Army, the organization who uh, like, uh, let's say created the gap year, uh, they are based in Dublin in Ireland at the moment. So I stayed with them. So they, and my mom. Did, did, did they fly you both over, Alex, to Dublin? Uh, yeah, so we get to the Polish border by ourselves and they helped me with the tickets from, the po- from Poland to Ireland. Poland to Ireland. So where did you stay in accommodation when you got here? Was it with friends? Uh, it, it, it is the church accommodation, the Salvation Army accommodation, really with the Salvation Army officer yeah. uh, at the moment. And now I'm trying to find like an like uh, apartment or something, but in Dublin is very difficult to do. Is your is your like I I I can't imagine Alex what the last year must have been like for you and your mom and your and your grandmother. Um, do you like do you do you wish to stay here or do you plan to to go back? Um, I definitely plan to go back, but when we win the war. Because uh, at the moment I understand that I can be more helpful here because I can support my friends, my friends back there. Like I can send them money or if they need something or like I can support my family and I can donate to our army and to our foundations who are fundraising for people like for women and for kids. So, yeah, I just I feel myself more helpful here okay. at the moment. And are you I love working Ireland. here at the moment? Yeah, I'm working in the Salvation Army uh, coffee shop in okay. in Dublin city centre. And it's when you when you check in and you you call your friends back in Ukraine. Like, how are things there now at the moment? Is there? They must be. They must be just heartbroken. And to be honest, they're not. I mean, they they are so used to the situation at the moment. They're so used to sirens and bombing they just then they decided like the other day i saw the news that there was like a bombed like the very big flat building was destroyed literally 15 minutes from my house in ukraine and i called my friend who live in the same flat building as i do and i was like oh how are you doing it was so close to ours and she was like oh i was sleeping i've heard but um i'm like i came back from work i'm tired so they're so used to. So used to it. It's unbelievable. Terrible things. How, how do you um like you've obviously seen here in Ireland, Alex, the the protests and the demonstrations that have been taking place, um over you know refugees and and migrants coming into the country. What? How do you feel about that? Uh, to be honest, I'm okay with that because I understand why uh, people of Ireland wants to do this because. Um, here's a very big crisis, like living crisis at the moment. There is like no accommodation, <laughs> and I understand. But at the same time, I feel very sorry for all people who are escaping war and things like terrible things in other countries. But in like again, in the same time, I have many Irish friends who are part of those protests, and they were texting and calling me saying that. It's not about uh, 
children and women of Ukraine. It's about men who are fight, who are running away from their countries and who doesn't want to work in Ireland. They just sitting here and doing like just a quote what she, my friend told me like that they are sitting here and doing nothing. They're not trying to find a job or like uh, do anything. They just mm. just here. Yeah. And this was makes at least my friends this that uh, this thing makes them feel uncomfortable with those refugees. So I understand why. And as somebody that has fled a war-torn country, Alex, like you and your mum, like, how do you feel about that? I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's very, like, I'm really confused with my feelings at the moment yeah, still. No, it's like when I first, first arrived to Ireland at some point, I was so happy to see my friends. I was, happy, I was super happy that I'm in a safe place. But at the same time, I was so sad and I couldn't... I couldn't even think properly. I was in the middle of laughing and crying all the time because I just, I don't understand how to react. And it's still, it's like, I I felt like I need time to figure like what I'm feeling, but no, it's still like that. When when you watch the, some of the the protests and the anti-refugee protests, I'm sure you've seen them on Twitter or on the news, or you've probably even seen some around Dublin yourself. You're, you say like you understand why people are protesting. Yeah, I do because they are trying to protect their um, national, like nationality, and uh, they're trying to protect themselves okay. for losing their houses and for losing their lives. And I understand because in my district, back like since 2014, when this. Russian invasion started very slowly at that point, but lots of refugees came to my uh, city in Ukraine, and I understand what does it mean, because refugees receiving more help from governments usually than, uh, like, other people do, so, yeah. Okay. No, I I appreciate you... you, you, um you know, at answering that and, 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 and giving us your, your view and your perspective on that, Alex. Um, just finally, there there is going to be a um, demonstration, if you want to call it, not a demonstration, but there there's an event taking place at the GPO in Dublin today. I, I presume you're going. Yeah, uh, we will start around uh, 2 p.m. today. Uh, it's just, yeah, I would say it's going to be event with the, uh, small activities showing people that the war is still going and we are here to support Ukrainian community and we are here to fundraise for our army. We are here to fundraise for people who, for those who need at the moment. And yeah, so. Yeah. I, I appreciate you talking to us today on the programme. It must be very, very difficult for you and your, your mum and your family and friends and so hard to believe it's it's a year on today as well. But yeah. thank, thank you for joining us in the programme. Thank you very much. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. As you've been hearing hearing in the news, there's ceremonies taking place across Ukraine today to mark one year since the start 
of the invasion by Russia. And I just think it's, it's incredible to think that it's 12 months ago today. But I wanted to chat to people on the show this afternoon, those most affected by this, who've had to leave their homes across Ukraine, have left, have come to Ireland, have in many cases left their loved ones behind them and now try and start a, a new life here. Natalie is with us on the show. Natalie, what are your memories from this um, day last year? Hi. How are you? Um, I'm good, yeah. Many thanks for for invitation mm. to be with, with you today. Yeah, um, you. yeah, special day. But I'd like to say, like, this war has not happened uh, on 24th of 2022. It started 90 years ago. And, uh, but, yeah, the, the full-scale invasion happened uh, one year ago. And, yeah, we, we just, we woke up. Um, and we had this noise and, you know, the, the, the sounds and we couldn't even realize what, what exactly happened. And, um, yeah, and then the president talked to us and said, like, okay, yeah, it's, it, that started. Yeah. <laughs> Something like this. It's unexpectedly. Yeah. How soon after the, the full-scale invasion, Natalie, did you decide to leave? After two weeks. Two uh, weeks, because, yeah. yeah. I'm from Kiev, and at that time, in the beginning of in, in the war, um, Kiev region was occupied, and um, yeah, we 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 were in need to sit in the basement all of the time, and um, we were not allowed even to walk the dogs um, because it was a danger. And mm. um, yeah, and they said, okay, <laughs> that that can't can't keep going this way. Yeah. So you decided to leave and um, and and flee. How, how did you decide on about Ireland, or how did that come about? Um, when we we came with my son and with our dog here in late March, um, the Ukrainian flags were everywhere, you know, and everywhere in the streets, in advertisement and posters, everywhere in the shops, um, and like you know, I was like, wow, <laughs> Ukraine again. Yeah, um, very supportive. I found, you know, Irish people um, then and still incredibly supportive. Mm. Um, so I was completely, and I heard from my clients at the stage, like nobody expects that people will offering their own homes, you know, for the people who has no common language and something, just just absolutely generously, because no payments at the time, nothing, but it was, Something really impressive. Yeah. Where, where are you living in in Ireland, Natalie? Uh, in a Dublin. You're in um, Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, you, you've been here since the end of March. I mean, did you leave mo- many family members behind? And um, only my mom at this moment in Ukraine. Um, she's 75 years old and she's working like a doctor, um, still working, and she's very active. Um, and she said, I'm, I'm not going to, to leave because all of my life is here. So I feel like I, I need I need to keep going to help people and treat them. And uh, she has lots of experience. And at this moment of time, when many doctors, you know, I mean, younger people, population, generation, flood Ukraine, um, Ukraine has a shortage of medical uh, doctors as well so she's in the right place I believe Yeah okay yeah. it must be very hard though is it Natalie knowing that she's uh, we, ne- we never um, met like for 10 months and then we decided on Christmas just because it's you know very family time 
to meet her and um, thanks god she she's keeping well so she she can you know manage herself without my daily support which is i'm just praying yeah mm-hmm. to god that it should be like that for long yeah the most important like yeah she can um can can live on, on her own. On her own. Yeah, yeah. She's very independent then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, still still, still working um, yeah. in uh, as a doctor as well. Uh, Tanya is with us as well too, Natalie, on the line. Tanya, you're li- living in Lahinch now, is that right? Yes, yes, that's right. I'm in Lahinch. What's life like there? Oh, oh, we really enjoyed it because before we came, I moved to the house. Uh, we stayed for eight months uh, in the hotel, and uh, there were, were five of us in one room, uh, and it was really um, difficult for such a long time. So now we uh, appreciate every moment, and uh, it's really blessing. Uh, that uh, Irish government and uh, the owners of this this house um, gave it to us for for now. Did they? It's very kind. Yeah. The, the this day last year, the I suppose the official marking of the invasion um, of Ukraine. What are your memories, Tanya, of, the, of today, of this day last year? Uh, yeah, I. I so today about it and uh, tomorrow at night time uh, we uh, lived in Zaporizhia city it's uh, southern eastern part of Ukraine uh, and um, the morning started uh, when um, I fed my little boy he was only four and a half months old and my husband woke me up and told me that uh, Tanya, you should walk up and uh, pack uh, our, uh, some children stuff because the war started. Uh, and um, five or ten minutes, I just uh, couldn't um, st- stay uh, from the bed, mm-hmm. and uh, I-, I couldn't realize that it's it's really happened. The shock of it all. Has your your, your husband, yeah. has he gone, is he still in Ukraine? Uh, um, yeah, he, um, we have three kids under 18 years old. So uh, when the war started, uh, we, uh, about a week and a half, uh, we stayed in the basement uh, altogether. And then we decided to uh, leave Ukraine and he came with us. And uh, he helped us to uh, come here and um, uh, to make all like uh, everything that mm. uh, we would need. And uh, now, uh, yes, he, now he is in Ukraine. He's gone back. And yes. is is your like? Do you hope? Do you hope to go back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my uh, our all old um, older children. Uh, they are 14 and 11 years old and uh, they uh, ask me every day in the yeah. morning and in the evening, mom, when we will go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are so waiting for for this. Uh, uh, but I know that uh, uh, we can't go back right now. My city is bombed uh, almost every day. Uh, and uh, I know that uh, if 
if we'll go back now, uh, we will not meet. Oh, sorry, my little helper came. You're all right. You're all right. Uh, uh, so I understand that uh, yeah. we will not uh, meet here our uh, like our old uh, life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not is not right. Not certainly not no. right right yeah. now. Um, Mikola is with us too on the line because uh, Mikola, there's a um, there's a, an event or a gathering at the GPO today. Um, very shortly, actually, I, I believe you're on your way there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, thanks, by the way, for inviting me. Yeah. So, as you may have heard, like, red line change, GPO is the next stage. So, uh, yeah, so this is a very important day for all of us. I and my colleagues from the law firm where I'm working at the moment, we are all approaching the GPO to not to celebrate, but to just, um, uh, like, all, all of us have some memories about this day. For me, for example, uh, I'm a Ukrainian advocate, lawyer, I was going uh, to the court hearing that day, but uh, then I realized that explosion started, and I just was really upset about this news. So I couldn't believe until this started that this essentially is the outcome which we will all encounter this day. So it was really a great surprise, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this, this is now. Uh, what I see is GPO Ukrainians here trying to support each other and to like uh, this day just to mark the day. Forever. Yeah. How many yeah, people? How many people approximately, uh, Mikhail, are there at the GPO? So I'm just just approaching to the station. Uh, as I can see from the window, of the Louis, there are not many people here. But maybe I'll just go out and tell you more precisely. But I don't think this is the same scale of the uh, Day of Independence of Ukraine. But still, I assume okay. uh, plenty of people will be there. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. it's so so incredible to think that you know it's 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 a year on. Um, yeah, a year on since the 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 invasion started. Um, my thanks though to to Natalie, Tanya, Mikola for joining us here on the program this afternoon. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.